Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me, I have got uh, Scott. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. 2020 started off with a bang. Um, top of League Two and then seen some tweets of uh, World War Three. So we're rolling into 2020 in style. <laughs> and I've got a huge fan of cucumber sandwiches, Emma. <laughs> Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Hey, before we I'm very well, thank you very much. And just as a sign of how well we are, a quick cry of yay if your team is top of its chosen league. Yay! Yay. (laughs) It's two points clear. Just two? Yeah. (laughs) Two points clear of uh, someone that's close down the road to you, Exeter. We're also two points clear. Just two? Yeah. Well, if you add those two points each together, you're about sort of... A third of where we are. Ooh. This is going to sound great from April when we've choked and <laughs> thrown it all away. Uh, right, okay. And I'll, be, and I'll be singing Cry, Cry Me a River to you. You won't. You'll be out in the deserts of Iran. Fight, fight for my freedom. <laughs> Honestly, it will be like... Uh, I'm trying to think of some famous Gulf War film or something. Bravo 2-0. I was going to say, would it be like Independence Day? <laughs> Bravo to Monroe. <laughs> Roger, Roger. <laughs> There'd be no time for that over there. Um, right, okay. So, uh, we're going to talk about the Premier League this week. And uh, we're going to talk about the FA Cup because it comes up this weekend as well. And any other bits that happen. So... There is only one place we can start. Uh, that is at the Coliseum, where Liverpool beat Sheffield United 2-0, thanks to goals from, goals from Mo Salah and Sadio Mane. Um, Emma, you watched this, didn't you? I did. Can I just say that every time you say the Coliseum, I think, ooh, get Getafe, because that's <laughs> what they play, Chris. <laughs> Getafe. <laughs> oh, have we got to say it with an accent, have you? Yes. Getafe. 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 <laughs> uh, okay, so what did you make of this then? I think the early slip by the fullback and goal by Mo Salah definitely helped Liverpool. Mm, training session? Do you think? It was very comfortable. Yeah, I don't think they looked like they were sort of out of second gear, did they? Uh, no, I think you're right. And I think that was probably why I was very nervous watching this because it seemed that they, it seemed like one of those games where Liverpool would have lots of chances and miss. I mean, that Salah shot in the second half that was like the sort of cross that Miss Van Dyke gently rolled onto the post. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just had Sheffield United break away and equalise it in the 85th minute written all over it. Thankfully it didn't, but sort of 30 years of 40 years of watching Liverpool has sort of ingrained me to this. <laughs> you should be more confident now. 
Oh, do you know what? Ali said this on the WhatsApp group, didn't he? He did the nothing can go wrong now, and I'm not doing it. There was a lad on um, 606 on Sunday after the Wolves game. I was, had it on in the car with my mates after we come back from uh, Port Vale Swindon. It was like, oh, no, nothing come wrong. I'm going to say this live on like national radio. We're going to win the league. And is it Samantha Quirk, who's a Liverpool fan as well? She's like, no, no, I can't say it. I can't say it. I don't want to say it. No, 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 not saying it, not saying it. Nope, 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 nope. Have you and your mates ever done that Robbie Savage thing where they, the, the driving person... What's the Robbie Savage? It's where the designated driver, where people driving home text in 606 to give a shout-out no, to the designated no, driver. No, no, <laughs> Hello, this is one for Scott and his mates. <laughs> what? Is he from Iran? Yeah. <laughs> it will be soon. <laughs> um... Liverpool, uh, 365 days unbeaten um, in the Premier League. So that's 101 points, 132 out of 37 games, 2.73 go, uh, points per game. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? A bit boring now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is how it feels for people watching Barcelona over the last 15 years. <laughs> I expected a lot better from Sheffield United, I think. Did and you? Didn't... Yeah, I think they have a really super good away record. And... Yes, they were unbeaten, weren't they, till yesterday? Yeah, and I don't know. They just didn't really do anything. Was that because they were rubbish or because Liverpool didn't allow them to do anything? Well, Liverpool didn't let them have the ball, did they? They made more passes than anybody's ever made in a Premier League match or something. Yeah, Klopp said that was a deliberate tactic as well, just to deny them or just starve them of the ball. Because they've seen what they can do when they have it. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I just expected it to be a tougher test, and it didn't seem like it was a test at all in the end. Yeah, I mean they've come through this Christmas period now. Haven't they? They've got six games in seventeen days. Um, they didn't drop points whatsoever. How are you feeling? Relieved. <laughs> Although Navigator yeah. went off injured. Yeah, do you think this this Christmas and the uh, it's. Do you reckon they've got to change it up soon? Like, they have to drop one of the games because, what's it, four games in ten days, and then you've got the FA Cup, and then you guys played in the Club World Cup and played in the League Cup as well. It's yeah. They have to stop, like, with this hectic schedule because it's going to take it out of the players. I saw um, Chris Williams, who's a Liverpool fan, he does the Football Grab podcast, didn't he? Like, he tweeted out that Robbie... Bobby Firmino, that was his 30th game of the season. Yeah, and people say this is the way it's always been done in this country, but you've got to bear in mind that people are running an awful lot more in games now than yeah. they did 20 or 30 years ago. So, yeah, it does it does take a lot out of it. Um, I quite like the Christmas schedule, though. It's, I, it's all right. I, I'm, I can take uh, 26 and the 30th, but they've got to ditch the 28th. You can't yeah. play three games. Four days. No, I think you're right. And maybe if they do take that out, you can spread the games over the course of those days. Yeah, because you could do 26th, 27th, 28th as like the Boxing Day sort of thing that they did last week where the yeah. games were on Thursday and Friday. But yeah, yeah not three games in four days. No, I mean, they've got the Cup uh, this weekend. Minamino's come in, so there's a bit more cover. But we've got Shakiri, Matip, Lovren, uh, now Cater, uh, injured as well. So... It's um, it's not quite sort of sticking about plastic and Virgil van Dijk, but we're sort of not a million miles away from that. Do you think he could bin this off? I think if he picks a side like he may have done in the in the Carabao Cup, 
it wouldn't be surprised if he bins it off and concentrates on absolutely walloping the league. I did think that, but then I thought, what if they go and win the third round? <laughs> Picks all these kids, and then they go and selfishly win. <laughs> win like three 0 with Harvey yeah. Elliott. The hard trick. Yeah, exactly. We're not listening to the team talk. This is not what we want to happen. <laughs> Give them the ball. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mo Salah became the fourth left-footed player to score 50 Premier League goals. Who were the other three, either of you? Van Persie. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know he was left-footed, to be honest. What? No. Why did my voice go very Chandler Bean? <laughs> I've got to be um, honest, I can never tell whether fullbacks play left back or right back. If you told me the name of a fullback, I probably couldn't tell if he was left or right back. Okay. Uh, I'm just thinking of left footed attackers now. Yeah. Emma? Uh, uh, um... Can you name the clubs? Yeah, that might help. That gives it away yeah. a little bit. Manchester United Does and it? Liverpool. <laughs> Manchester United and Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't help. Yeah. What nationality is this great podcasting, by the way? <laughs> English and Welsh. Gareth Bale. No. Oh. Imogen Thomas. Ryan Giggs. Ryan yeah. Giggs. <laughs> Who's a Liverpool player? Robbie Fowler. Well done. Lacotte. Le- <laughs> well done. Who's the other one? That was it. Rob- Ryan Giggs, Robbie Van Persie, Robbie Fowler, and now Mo Salah. Mo Salah, okay. Okay, I got no idea Mo Salah left footed to be honest. So, but thinking about it, he was, wasn't he? Because that goal against Salzburg the other day, the other week—that's the only reason I know he's left footed. I've seen him live like three times, and you can see when he gets the ball, he's left footed. I just can't remember these things. I've got other things going on in my life. To remember whether Mo Salah's left footed or not, or Robin Van Persie. I mean, when you're sort of doing push-ups in the Arabian desert in a few months' time, you won't remember if he's left footed or right footed or not. <laughs> I'm not to respond to these jokes. <laughs> They're not jokes. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> Boris? Yeah, I've got a lab just here. Chris Wilder said some very nice things about Liverpool after the game. He just said that he knew why they were doing so well because they deal with the basic things first. First to first balls, then second balls, and. That sort of thing, which is very nice to hear. Um, right, we'll go to St. James's Park. Newcastle nil, Leicester City 3. Ayosi um, Perez, we did celebrate. Uh, James Madison and Hamza Chowdhury with the uh, third goal. Um, Newcastle played the last 39 minutes with 10 men. Uh, I mean, talking about sort of war wounded, their sort of training room or their sort of uh, treatment room was look like that sort of scene in Gone with the Wind as the camera zooms out. Uh <clears throat> Excuse me, they got 10 injuries out of a squad of 22 outfield players. They just kept going down, didn't they, Emma? Mm. That was a really up-to-date cultural reference, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> One for the teenagers. <laughs> One you, could for just, there. you could just said an ER room. I I could have done, but, you know, I was thinking about the Simpsons a war episode. Zone. A, war, a war zone. Something topical. <laughs> a war zone, Scott. Um, yeah, I mean... There's no Jamie Vardy because uh, he was injured, yeah. which probably destroyed everybody's fantasy team. Mine. Yours. <laughs> oh, I thought he was just on maternity leave. No, he injured his calf, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, tight calf. Oh. Quotation marks. Yeah. Maternity leave. Hungover. 
Well, Florian, Florian Lejeune played like he was hungover. He did, didn't he? <laughs> he, he was out on the piss in Newcastle the night before, probably. That was a mad couple of minutes he had, wasn't it? Yeah, he had a rancid five minutes for the first two goals. That pass for Iosi Perez's goal. You do not pass the ball like that around the round no. the back. That's suicidal. That's like less than one day one of being a child defending yeah. at school, isn't it? <laughs> this is day one basic training 101. <laughs> um, excuse me. Keep talking. I've had a drink. Sorry. Is it, is it your allergies? No, I've had a horrible <laughs> cold all week. Are you allergic to war? <laughs> well, luckily, that doesn't really bother me. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is it good for? <laughs> it won't be me that's out in the 40 degree heat. <laughs> um, we're talking earlier about players playing too much games, in too many games, in things I've stolen from other podcasts. The Hammers of Chowdhury goal. Um, it was would, great, wasn't it? It was. Would he have been afforded that much time if players weren't so knackered from the Christmas break? Probably not. Well, actually, it was saying that, but it was Newcastle, so yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah Newcastle were down to 10 men as Fabian Cher literally busted his hamstring like five minutes after Steve Bruce <laughs> his three subs at half time. And they made him carry on. Didn't he get taken off? He, they made him carry on for about five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought this is a stupid idea. He's just going to be ending up playing everybody on side because he can't keep up with his <laughs> can't defensive run. line. <laughs> But yeah, they made him stay out for another five minutes or so. Um, Joel Linton was terrible again, wasn't he, Emma? No. Yeah. Is he, how is he getting a living as a Premier League footballer? Uh, he was awful. He wasn't exactly <laughs> prolific in the Bundesliga, was he? No, I think it's the system that they play. He more, he, I think he was playing more out wide, quite on the left, cutting in for Hoffenheim mm. under Nagelsmann. And I uh, don't think it's working out for him so far at at New Assel, but um, give him time. Is that your uh, Iranian accent trying to blend in, no, is it? That was my terrible Jordan. You need to start with these jokes. Because <laughs> I'm going to doctor your birth certificate. <laughs> Just one look at me, they'll know. They'll count the lines next to my eyes and sort of see there's a weary old man. They'll take a look at my hairline and say I'm 44 and say <laughs> Excuse me, so Leicester's last 13 uh, Premier League games, they've won 10, drawn 1, lost 2. Um, Pep says he's still chasing Liverpool for the title. Is he chasing a team two places above him that he shouldn't be? Should he be concentrating the one directly above him? I guess. I don't think there's any catching Liverpool now, is there? Uh -huh. it, uh, you, you, your guys are street, street ahead, so it's between... Uh, Man City and Leicester for second. So yeah, yeah, you think they're sort of shouldn't bother chasing up, just concentrate on second place. Yeah, maybe try and get. I a imagine that they just concentrate on the Champions League. Champions League, yeah, Man City will. Yeah, you mm. don't think there's any danger of them being caught by fourth or anything, do you? Who's fourth at the moment? Chelsea. Mm. Complacency can be an issue, but I don't think Pep will ha want that in his squad. No. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of Pep, he beat Everton. Well, he didn't. Uh, his team beat Everton two-one. Gabriel Jesus with two goals. Uh, Richarlison also uh, pulled a goal back, excluding own goals. That's only the fourth time uh, a Premier League game has been settled by Brazilian scoring for either side. And don't worry, I won't ask you to name them. What name? Name them. <laughs> no, <laughs> I won't, I won't do them. Are we? Are we both in agreement that Calvert Lewin's challenge on Fernandinho was absolutely disgusting? Uh, yeah. Yes. 
Yes, and you should have been the red card. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Same with Aaron Cresswell. I don't remember that one. I do remember the... Cabasady one. Oh, yeah, that... that, Was one of them two-footed? I think that might have been Cresswell's. That looked horrible on slow-mo, along with the Calvert-Lewin one, which was a simple challenge from behind. How that he didn't get sent off for that is beggar's belief. And they have VAR, and you have the screen to go to on the touchline, which they are scared to do in the Premier League. Why don't they follow other examples? Maybe in Australia, maybe in Serie A, (laughs) maybe in La Liga. I thought that they were told not to go. I thought that part of the whole wanting to keep the... game flowing in the Premier League was um, the reason that they were banning referees from using the pitch side monitors. Well, it's literally have... not a problem in any other league. Or no. Any oh other no, sport. I agree with you. No. I, I agree with you. But no, I thought you... that was why we weren't using them. If you've got the technology, use it properly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil Foden, he, um, he's a, a fan of technology being used because he had a goal disallowed, didn't he? Cancelo um, was probably half a foot offside. Half a literal, half a, half a. I think he was like half. An actual human foot. Oh right, okay, yeah. not not six inches. Sorry. <laughs> not like a toad, not like a Jack Grealish or a, or a Harry Kane from the other day. No, sorry, I don't want to have been half a foot as in six inches or half a human foot. Oh, probably half a human foot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Manchester City fans refused to celebrate the goals till the players kicked off again, just in case. That was quite funny watching that on match of the day early. You just hear that the second eruption of like a sarcastic yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, the first defeat for Ancelotti. That's sort of what happens at Man City, isn't it? I suppose. They've done well in the previous couple of games, bar the Everton Arsenal game, which we will never ever talk about because that was probably the worst game in 2019. Oh yes, that one, yes. (laughs) But he seems to come in and he's changed from uh, a back four to a back three. He's integrated Moise Keane into the team and Dominic Calvert-Lewin's just on this goal-scoring run and looks a good player. Yeah. I know know Adam doesn't rate him. That's why... Because remember the last pod we did and Adam was like, no, no, I don't rate him. Don't rate him at all. I don't know what he's doing. Do you reckon there's still people now thinking that Harry Kane's a one-season wonder? Yes, I think Ross was when he was <laughs> podcast not so long ago. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of us, I think Manchester 2-0 goals from Pepe and Socrates. Uh, David Luiz with an absolutely Bobby Moore-esque performance in this. And he was great, wasn't he? Yeah. It was, it was scary. Why do you think like that was? Like he'd been taken over by the ghost of someone else. But they just kept closing up. But he was just, they kept showing close-ups of him. And he kept, sort of, he was just chatting the whole time to the other defenders. Yeah. In a sort of organisationally good way. Do you think that's what Arteta's brought in? And what Unai Emery didn't have? Quite possibly. Organisation. Yeah. yeah. He said a few things after, in the... Um, interview afterwards, which I've not seen, but apparently heard a few. I've heard a few things about. Um, where it said they're sort of working hard now, and yeah, so if you play your players in the right position, it's going to work. Emery didn't do that no. when he was in charge. When you play Lucas Torreira as a number ten, he's not a number ten. He's a deep line midfielder in a box to box. You've got a number ten on the bench. He's on a lot of money, three hundred fifty k a week, just kicking his heels. But when mm-hmm. you think. Ozil are under Arteta. It's been different class. Well, 
he uh, he ran eleven point five four kilometers, which is the most by any player on the pitch. Shows he's working hard. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I do remember Inaki Williams though running nine kilometers in the first half alone, a season or two ago when I watched it, that. He he is rapid. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we talk about Fred's free kick? <laughs> oh yes, I landed in my back garden about a day later. <laughs> I didn't know it was possible to kick it that high from that kind of position or standing start. It's incredible. It, it looked like he may have kicked it onto his own foot, but <laughs> I don't know. But it's just, I just love the, the reactions of about five players of your five United players around him, just going, "What are you doing?" <laughs> it must have been genuinely harder to do what he did than just, you know, kick it at the wall. Yeah, you sort of see those free kicks go either 15 yards over the bar or straight into the wall. Guess what happened? <laughs> straight over the bar. Manchester United were pretty rotten, though. They, they were horrible. Apparently, yep. the first eight minutes were good. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. They started well, apparently, so Arsenal scored. Um, Paul Pogba. He's injured again, isn't he? He's injured. Have you seen the quotes on this from Solskjaer? Something about his people. Yes. His people <laughs> are telling him to have surgery, so to stay out for, for longer. Um, where do we stand Just... with his people? Are they... I mean, Manchester United surely have got a um, backroom medical staff. Yeah, hmm? they've, got med- they've got a say and they've got medics at the team. Are those his people, his entourage, or is that Mr. Raiola? Yeah, or is is I mean, would he have a he'd have a personal trainer, wouldn't he? Would he? I think most footballers do have PTs nowadays, um, just to recover from like long term injuries a bit quicker. But he wouldn't have his own doctor or anything, though, would he? No, no, he'd probably have his own PT. And would they be able to say you need surgery, or is? I would say the club doctor would probably say something like that. Yeah, that seems a bit of a weird thing to say. Even if it's true, it's a bit of a weird thing to say. Solskjaer could just say, oh, yeah, he's injured. Yeah, he's just redone his ankle and he's just out for another three weeks. Just deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no need to say his people thing unless he's trying to be a bit sort of barbed in his comments. Um, he's too nice for that, isn't he? With his baby face. He's not looking so baby faced at the moment. <laughs> he's not, he looks <laughs> haggard and old. Yeah. He went from babyface straight through puberty, straight through his 20s, and he's sort of mid-50s now. <laughs> Rocking in the corner, what have I done? Why did I take What have I done? He's probably got Ed Woodward next to him saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I what? could have signed you all these players, but look what <laughs> you've got now. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> Why did I hire him? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's go to the South Coast. Brighton won, Chelsea won. Uh, David Aspilicueta. Um David? Cesar. Cesar. Is he his nickname? His nickname is Dave. Anyway, he opened the scoring. And Chelsea, I thought, played incredibly well for 80 minutes afterwards until uh, Yanabashi's rather sumptuous overhead kick. Yakimbash. I thought if I say it fast, nobody would pick me up. I know. Do you know what? I was tweeting yesterday um, watching the game. And I just put Jesus Christ for a goal because I, I thought I can't even put who the goal's by because yeah. I'll be right. spell-checking forever. <laughs> I think the re- priceless reaction of the three yeah. Brighton fans, the three lads, just like that. 
we're all like that. I was like when I turned it on. Yeah, that unbelievable goal. Well, when he signed, uh, was it summer eighteen months ago now? When he signed for Brighton, um, I remember Babagol, the Middle Eastern website, um, which you might have seen a bit more of. Um, they um, were raving all sorts of things about it. You know, this guy is ready-made for the Premier League. He will be tearing up trees and all this sort of thing. And it's not quite happened. I think he's been injured, hasn't he? Yeah, and I don't think Hutton trusted him. No. Um, see that the football has been progressive this season, and they've they've been brilliant this season, Brighton. And I think he's just come back into the team. He scored two and two. He did really well at Azal Alkmaar before his move. Yeah. I think they, I think they spent maybe fifteen to twenty million on him. Yes. Yeah. Babago was saying he's uh, an incredible talent and, and one to watch. Um, I was watching this game. It did strike me a bit more Game of Thrones, Emma. That. Um, Graham Potter looks a bit more, a bit like Ed Tully. He does a bit, doesn't he? Yeah. And Aaron Moy looks like the younger brother, Ed Norton's younger brother on American History X. God, that's a movie from the past. I know. <laughs> he left the game. for the kids again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's um, a movie that, yeah, quite racial. Yeah, racial stereotype. <laughs> what? American History X, yeah. I'm not making one. I'm just saying something. No, no, like I someone. know, I know, I know. Um, I will say, Dan Burns, six foot seven. So he got to be one of the best left backs in the Premier League. <laughs> um, Converted left back because he can play. He's, I know he's been playing centre back for a, a few years now. Well, he won't be for a while because he got taken out by Rich James. <laughs> yeah, and he's out for a month. I didn't think that was a foul. I have to admit. I haven't seen. I don't think match a day shown it. Uh, they both went up for Header and Reese James. Well, they just bashed into each other, and he fell worse. It was it was an accident. I didn't think it was a foul. I don't. Uh, it, it, yeah, he um, he came off, and Reese James got booed afterwards by the Brighton fans. Um, are we fan of this bicycle kick anyway? Yes. Best goal of the year. <laughs> Is Travis Sinclair? the benchmark well for... as you know I am a big QPR fan so yeah. yes it is I told you uh, I'm one of those odd people with two teams yeah so am I who? yeah I know. yeah when is Swindon and Rome are going to play each other uh, they have played each other in the past right Swindon won was that the Anglo-Italian Cup? yes <laughs> <laughs> the, the Anglo-Italian best... Cup the best tournament. Oh, explain the Anglo-Italian Cup to everyone. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, teams from in- lower leagues of England and Italy would play each other. Was it group stage? Round robin tournament? I, I thought it was just pure knockout, wasn't it? But be two, it was two legs, wasn't it? Yeah, two. There, there was. It was group stage when I started going watching Swindon in the early nineties. We played Lecce and Atalanta in one season. That was brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, but in the in the seventies, uh, Swindon won it in seventy. They beat Napoli in the final. They won three 0 in Naples, and for a while they were the only team to win, British team to win in Napoli until uh, Manchester City won there. But yeah, it was. Um, I think that was straight knockout. Yeah, but yes, it's basically. I think most of the time that the Italian teams that got to the final won. But yeah, I will send you a Wikipedia link to it because it's brilliant. For yeah, them. it's do. bring it back. Ditch the League Cup. Ditch the uh, the Leeson dot 
Con trophy and bring back the Anglo-Italian Cup. I want to see Swindon versus Benevento. It seems like that. <laughs> but yeah, you've got to bear in mind that the, the, these clubs are playing 46 league games, plus yes. uh, FA Cup, League Cup, Johnson's Cup. Paint Trophy, Simod Cup, and all sorts of... I mean, they were playing like, upwards of 60-odd games a year, weren't they? Easily. Yeah. I remember Premier League, that those years were 42 games. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Proper football, isn't it? Yeah. Winter breaks are great. What have you done for the last week, two weeks? Watched sat English st- football. <laughs> exactly, just sat staring at an English football or an empty yeah, screen or something. Um, anyway, Jack and Bash, when he came on, as he came on as a 68th minute sub, uh, but he created the most chances and the most shots of any Brighton player, uh, which I think was three of each, I think. Um, that's a bit of a worry if you're Graham Potter, isn't it? What do you mean in a worry? Is is a good thing or is a bad thing? It's a bad thing. That's why I said it's a worry because your player coming on with two thirds of the game gone is the one that creates the most chances. That's not good, is it? Um, I think that's good against a team that may be tiring and you can create more chance in. It depends what um, system you're playing. I know they've been playing four, three, three. Okay. It's been coming on as impact, so that's a good thing in my eyes. Oh, yeah, okay. I just had it in mind as what have the guys before been doing? Probably trying to contain Chelsea and trying to uh, okay. protect a 1 0 and not go down 2 0 and then try to hit them when Chelsea are tiring more. That's because I'm old and cynical and you're still young and idealistic. Yeah, and I have a good way of how I want to play football. It's where he's going to be a good freedom fighter in the war. Yeah. <laughs> freedom fighter gives him an air of romanticism about it. It's just going to be a grunt. Cannon fodder, I think, is probably what you're looking for. <laughs> uh, right. Speaking of cannon fodder and absolute horrible places to go to and fight, uh, Burnley. Um, <laughs> they lost. Or Wesley. I felt so sorry for Wesley. That was a horror challenge. Ben, was that Ben Mee as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that ben, ben Mee in the corner. Yeah, I... Uh, um, <laughs> um, because he's got form, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Because someone like... tweeted a picture of him doing the same thing to somebody else last year and some Burnley fan replied with a, a tweet of... Or a video of um, Tyrone Bings's various indiscretions against Reading players and Zlatan. As if one makes the other okay. Oh, yeah, he kicked Slatter in the head when he was at Bournemouth. Yeah, but do you remember that? He sort of kicked somebody else in the head at Reading, didn't he, like last year? Yeah, he did. Uh, da, 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 the Portuguese, Nelson Oliveira. Yes. That's right, I know from Norwich, really. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Uh, Villa went to it with this. Uh, Jack Greenish scored as well as Wesley. Um, and Var also got involved as Wesley's elongated heel. Rules are rules. You're off, you're off. <laughs> All right, Robbie Savage. <laughs> I was getting more for the Sheldon. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, VAR was brought in. It's like the uh, the ruling cricket, isn't it? With the umpire's call and stuff like that. The technology for that. Like it's, it was brought in for the shocker. Not for your toe is offside, your heel is offside, your upper body arm is offside like it was in El Clasico. You're off, you're off. I agree it doesn't look good and it's not nice, but this is what happens when you apply 19th century rules to 21st century technology, yeah, yeah, which which isn't great, but it is what it is at the moment, isn't it? And you can't change the rules halfway through a season. No, 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 they have to 
remember this is the first season that VAR is in the Premier League. Yeah, and you remember the first season in Serie A? It was an absolute shit show, oh, God. wasn't it? It was a horror show. I yeah. think Australia are now leading the way of how it should be done. Yeah. Um, sorry, looking at it. <laughs> so if you um, yeah, and there's the uh, Australian there's the Australian player that was mic'd, uh, the Australian referee that was mic'd up earlier. That was quite good. Do you reckon they should trial that in Premier League? Oh, like, I wouldn't you love to hear that? I'd yeah, love to Mike, hear what players are saying. Yeah, Mike Dean, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> but you, but it, are you old enough to remember the documentary where they did it with David Ellery? I've Tony seen Adams. that where Tony Adams called him, you're a cheat. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, I may be rubbish, but I'm not a cheat. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to hear that, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. you'd have to have it on after like nine o'clock at night with the language, but it would be brilliant. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. It's like, uh, like in cricket with a stump microphones you could hear all the sledging around yeah. the butt it's a bring bring that in the football that's all anyone wants to hear I, yeah. I, I also i mean i'm loath to take anything from rugby but head cams for the referees would be good yes because yeah. I've, I've seen that trial in a real madrid match because i remember tony cruz shouting at the referee um i think it's like a friendly that real madrid were involved with yeah they did do that yeah, yeah. I've seen that. i seem to remember I a think... very close-up shot of tony cruz's head shouting at the referee <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's wonderful head of hair. Um, I think they've done it in the MLS as well. They've tried, may have trialed it in there. Have they? Yeah, they may have it in, trialed it in pre-season friendlies. Okay. Oh, what about drones in football matches? And not in a sort of Albanian-Serbian yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kosovo. Drones. So you have them sort of bobbly. Or one... Leeds. Or Leeds. Leeds Derby. They yeah. could do that. But you could have one sort of bobbling about 15, 20 feet above the players. Could you? To be hit yeah. by Fred's free kick. <laughs> but well, no, you have that. You'd, I mean, you would have that behind Fred's head, wouldn't you? So you could sort of see the, <laughs> see it going towards the guy. I reckon that would uh, be really handy. It's like, is it like Spider-Cam? They like Spider-Cam, but it's more free movie. Yeah. I always yeah. wonder that Spider-Cam is going to get hit. Yeah, it's been hit in Germany a few times. I think Eintracht Frankfurt have got that camera high yeah. up in the, in the ground and I think that's been hit a few times that would be cool though wouldn't it would you watch that for drone cam yeah yeah. you could just go and sit at the top of the cam nose they stand and it's a lot get, like watching drone cam yeah get, get vertigo I've done that got nosebleed, <laughs> nosebleeds set up there I was really disappointed when I went to the new camp maybe I, maybe I had a bloody panic it's because you went to the new camp and not camp now yeah <laughs> well, wherever I went, I was disappointed with it. Oh no, I, I loved it as a seven-year-old child wearing a, a horrible yellow swinging away shirt <laughs> around the new camp. No, I loved. It. I mean, it was an amazing experience to go to the yeah. new, to the new camp. Um, <laughs> but... You do that on purpose now. <laughs> <laughs> but when I walked out the trophy room and I walked out into the actual stands and I looked down at the pitch, I thought, well, I play in one of those. And when I. When I went, they were mowing the lawn, mowing, mowing, <laughs> lawn, mowing the grass, the pitch, sorry. And it, it, well, you come out of the second tier, and I was like, shit, I'm high up here. I'm not this high up while watching Swindon. <laughs> I was like, do I go up to the top? Yeah. Dad, My dad went up to the highest seat where the stewards in the security seat, which is, I think, fourth, fifth tier, and, it, and it's like that. It's like mm-hmm. steady drop. Are you in danger of getting Maud Flanders? Yes, you are. <laughs> you exactly yes, are. you are. But no, I mean, I get this. You get this with a lot of football matches. I used to get it with 
um, you go to most football matches and you walk out on the pitch and the pitch of course is the same size as the one that you play on at the weekend or something like that and you think because when you watch it on TV of course the camera has to pan left to right and you think wow they're huge those pitches and then when you get there it's just the normal size and you just feel a bit of disappointment that you know it's a bit different when there's 90,000 people in yes it's a bit different you're right it is different but when you look when did I go in I went in 2002 I think it was the week that Figo went to Real Madrid Ooh, so you've got Figo and who did you have at that time? Rivaldo, Giovanni mm-hmm. or someone like that? So you, you imagine the sort of free kicks you see these people doing on TV. You think, wow! And all of a sudden you see a normal-sized pitch that you play and you think, hmm, that's great. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yep. <laughs> it's like, it's wait, wait till you come to our league, league too. Um, I was at Port Vale and their pitch is massive. It's like, it's, if you've got fast, pacey wingers... You're you're in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm um, grumbling on these things. Uh, okay, so uh, let's get back to this, shall we? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> he saw um, Tyrone Mings and Jack Grealish being interviewed. They were both being interviewed by probably Des Kelly or somebody like that after the game, and Burnley fans were shouting wanker uh, when Tyrone Mings was talking, and he turned Jack Grealish. I think that's for you. <laughs> oh, I saw someone tweet that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grealish's goal was pretty special. Jack Grealish is a very special player, isn't he? Yeah, um, it's a bit sad that they lost McGinn for three months. Yes. After Southampton game. Yeah. It's, uh, he's a pretty special player as well. It's, it's a big blow for Scotland. Uh. Potentially. Hey, steady. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Why am I going to worry about Scotland? Oh, I do. My dad's Scottish and I've taken up. Um, the disappointment. More fool you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, let's move on to Southampton. Um, when he was appointed, who had uh, Ndombele in the Who's Josie Going to Dig Out First sweepstakes? I've got to admit, I had Danny Rose. Eric Dyer for me. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, think, I think I spoke to someone at work and he's going to bomb him out. <laughs> so, Stupid. Then he took Dyer off in in the Zagreb game after like twenty five minutes. Uh, quite possibly. Yeah, it was one of his first games. Didn't he? he was like substituted after like fifteen minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did he say about Ndombele? About his injuries? Yes, he's always injured. Doesn't know why he's always injured. Uh, refuses to play through the pain barrier. Weirdly. Um, it's not like Jose to throw his. Is that like when Jurgen Klopp said that about Daniel Sturridge? That he had a different pain barrier ah, yeah. to other people. Oh no, that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is a little <laughs> No, it's never good, is it? It's never good because he's only got you've only got one career, haven't you? So to be encouraged to play through the pain barrier, which Roy Keane has said is a mistake. He wished he had been like other players at Manchester United and not played through the pain barrier. Yeah, there's something to say for looking after yourself. Yeah, and knowing your body and knowing what it can and can't go through. Yeah. And presumably that includes uh, your body weight in cheesecake and ice cream at this time of year. Well, yeah, and panettone. Yeah. And stuff like that. <laughs> no, I just, think, I just think footballers have got one career and when it's over, they've most of them, if they don't look after themselves, they've got nothing to fall back on. Yeah, of course. Well, Peter Crouch was talking about this on his uh, podcast this week, what you do oh, after yeah. the time. 
Yeah, I listened to that on New Year's Day. Very, yeah. very good. Yeah, it was. It's very good. I've also got a book called Retired as well, um, which is very good about what players do after they retire. Uh, get divorced seems to be the um, the option. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I bring can I bring up something on Southampton? Just their their change of formation and their form. Yeah, cool. Danny, Danny Ings and like Nathan Rubman are having like. A brilliant six weeks renaissance, aren't they? Nathan Redmond's an incredibly good player. I think he's quite yeah. underrated. He's very underrated. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> someone tweeted a picture of him next to Nuno and it said, like, the before and after effects of crystal meth, <coughs> which <laughs> was very funny. I was going to say pre Christmas, post Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, he is. He's in, He's incredibly good, good for them to sticking with him though. After they yeah. got nine yeah. now, they could have easily yes given the ultimate. Well, they got sixteen out of twenty-four points um, available since November. They've gone from nineteenth up to twelfth. So yeah, you're right. It's um, it's a fantastic thing. Yeah, he's brought his formation back from when he was at Leipzig. So he's gone four two 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 yeah. four four two like four two 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 like a box, and it's got like the best out of Ward Prowse. Redmond, Danny Ings is just one of the strikers. This, <laughs> Danny this Ings for Ballon d'Or. Danny yeah. Ings in my fantasy team. Oh. Boo. He's doing me very well. I've got Danny Ings, Chris Wood, and oh, somebody else can't repeat this. But somebody else who's knocking them all in all the while. Vardy? No, not got Vardy. I have a minute, I'll have a look. But yeah, um, while we're back on the subject of uh, dear Jose, he's talking to the Southampton bench. Again, this is just Jose distractions while. Uh, uh, Jimenez. Um, this is just Jose distractions while he knows he's losing, isn't he? I mean, I can't believe yeah. yeah. The whole Guardian report the next day was about Jose and not mentioning the performance. Uh, Southampton, yeah. And you think they after 15 football. years of him being in this country, you think people would get that? Yeah. It's just when he's when he is around, it's always have to be about him. It's like right, uh, right. Mike D. Mike D. Mike D. Mike D. I was going to say Mike Riley there. No, wrong ref. No, just it it always has to be about Jose, doesn't it? Yes. They've only got one clean sheet under him as well. When was that? Yeah. Don't know. But. um, Oh, was it Red Star game? Might have been. I mean, if that's your clean sheet, then that's not exactly anything to write home about either, is it? No. He's, I remember his first couple of games in charge. Uh, they won 3 2 at West Ham. They beat Bournemouth 3 2. Both games they were 3 0 up. Mm. And they sort of had the handbrake on and they conceded too late. It's, just, it's a bit of a worry with that defence with Vertonghen. And uh, poor old Toby got sent for a hot dog. Yeah, that was like Gaza, wasn't it? Gaza, Gaza, <laughs> 1996, got sent for a hot dog with some ketchup and some mayo. He and they, took and that he got, well. And forgot the popcorn afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's... I mean, they've done okay under him. I think that they got four points over, out of nine over Christmas. They yeah. drew against Norwich, Norwich didn't they? Yeah. They were, was it 2-0 down against Norwich? Yeah. Yeah. And the Pookie offside Vargol. Yeah. Another one of those offside Vargols. Rules are rules. <laughs> Rules, rules. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one of my favourite phrases. That you can just, you know, when people get angry, you just go whatever, and it just, yeah, you can't go anywhere with it. Rules of rules is just brilliant. <laughs> Have they said how long Harry Kane's going to be out for? Because he tore his hamstring, didn't he? Six I think, I think hamstrings. It's a delicate process, isn't it? Because it's a quite a horrible injury to get. Because it can go up to your back. I would probably say six to eight weeks minimum. 
So they might be in trouble then. No, yeah. I think they play a bit better with that. And there is that thing, isn't there, where they can bring Son in Son. a bit more. And there's not that sort of, um, it's like when Messi gets injured, you don't ha- always have to give it to him. Sure, yeah. But... Just, give, just give it to Suarez and his big fat hands. <laughs> Son can't keep himself on the pitch for very long, can he, at the moment? No, that's true. He has a bit of a disciplinary problem. But they said they're not going to send Troy Parrott out on loan either. That's that's the wonder kid, yeah. eighteen wonder kid that they got, yeah. But they're regretting getting rid of Janssen, aren't they? No, oh, he, <laughs> won the, he won the Mexican Apertura. Yeah. Over Christmas. Yeah. Um, do you think he will dip into the tran- uh, January transfer market? Oh yeah, what are Bears doing? Woods, it's Josie. Oh, yeah, it's spent fifty million on a defensive midfielder, Matic. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christian Eriksen and Jan Vertonghen will go to Serie A, and then the brilliant Matic for fifty million. I thought he was off to Real Madrid. Christian Eriksen. Uh, there's a rumor he could be on his way to Inter Milan, either now for twenty million or in the summer for f- nothing. And I saw earlier that um, Napoli are very interested in Jan Vertonghen. Oh, okay. Real Madrid are very interested in Sadio Mane. Sorry, Chris. I did see that. They can take their interest elsewhere. <laughs> Unless they want to give us Rafa Varane. Why do you need another centre half? Uh, because we're just a because torn hamstring Dejan away from Dejan Lovren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty Trent, much. Trent, Trent going in as centre back and James Milner or Jordan Henderson playing right back. Yeah. Hmm. I'd take running a heartbeat. I think. I wouldn't want any of those. I mean, who else are we going to have from them? Bale. No. Benzema. <laughs> Casemiro. Casemiro. Great shot. Okay, Casemiro. I take them. Watford have got um, Jared Delefeta, though, Emma. He scored as they beat Wolves 2 1. Did, did he? He did. Great goal. Great goal. Yeah. I haven't seen that. It's one of these ones where you it sort of comes in on the edge of the area and you open your body and side foot and curl into the far corner. Oh, if he's it, a specialist at those. Yeah. If it, if he was left footed, just say it was an Iron Robin classic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Have Watford got some hope now then? Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think they might get out of this because there is a couple of sides in the Premier League who are very, very bad. They're, that was their third winning five under Pearson. Those three games have all been at home as well. So if you can turn it into yeah. Fortress Vicarage Road. But they have another player sent off as well, didn't they? So Cabaselli. <laughs> he was like he was totally shocked. <laughs> yeah, I know he was. Uh, I don't know he, why. <laughs> um, do you, uh, on the red card, I understand why it was because it he was last man and if it's last man, it's a goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. But the other centre half, do you think that it was uh, maybe four to five yards away? Do you think he could have got to no, Neto was it Neto or Jota? Jota, Jota, and could have got to him in in time, or was it? Too I thought quick? no, I thought he was too level with him. You went if he was sort of a little bit head coming towards him, yeah, then and yes. maybe at a different angle, yeah, like maybe like a couple of yards to yeah. the left. Because he was sort of level with him, he's got that sort of extra sort of step or two to make up as as ground. So I thought, yeah, probably the right decision. Mm. I'd be a bit grooved if it was me. Nigel Pearson didn't think it was a sending off. Um, that was Wolves' 35th game of the season. I wouldn't mess with Pearson. Nah. I wouldn't. What, do you know, have you tried or something? 
No, no, I. It, <laughs> it, listen to a certain podcast and say who would, which manager would win in a fight. Pearson's up there. No, I reckon he's all mouth. Okay. I think of all that. I think he would be the manager I'd want to help me with DIY. I reckon he knows his way around like plumbing and stuff. <laughs> You know when you sort of, you know when you've got like friends dance who you just look at and you think you know how to do every single piece yeah. of fixing in a house, doesn't matter if it's like plumbing or electrics or like roofing or something. I think Nigel Pearson would be that dad. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. And then you look at your own dad and go, why can't you be like more like him? And my, ch- my children look at me and say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so ben Foster again. Wolves 35 games I think the Europa League excerpts yeah. they, they started qualification they went for four, four qualifying rounds but That's is that eight any games. different from playing a load of pre-season friendlies um, not yeah not they pre-season. start early don't they they start early so you probably have to get a couple of pre-season games in before okay. you, your Europa League qualifiers and yeah. Yeah, 35 games in what five six months okay um Ben Foster, I think, is probably a big reason why they've got a lot of points. That save right at the end was different class. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's a shame he's so old, because you can. I still sort of have him in mind as still being on loan from Manchester United and him being about United. twenty-two yes. or something. <laughs> but he's not. He's like in his mid-thirties now, isn't he? I remember him winning the Carling Cup for Man United against Spurs in that penalty shootout. I remember Paul Robinson scoring against him at White Hart Lane. I remember Paul Robinson scoring against Swindon in the Carling Cup. <laughs> exactly. That, that still hurts. Ross, that still hurts. <laughs> um, Adama Traore completed 15 dribbles. That's the most in uh, for one game in Europe's top five leagues for five years. He's incredibly important to them now, isn't he? he how many fouls do you reckon he had on him? Because I think he's been targeted quite a lot this season. I think he is, isn't he? Speaking of being targeted, he's been targeted by the Spanish national team, hasn't he, Emma? Has he? I hadn't seen that. Yeah, as a proud uh, chess-beating, flag-waving Spaniard yourself, is this a, <laughs> a thing you're happy with? I, I enjoy that his uh, assertion that he doesn't do any work in the gym. Behave. <laughs> I I kill for his look. That picture of him, was it after the Man City game when he's doing the, uh, the, the Hulk Hogan pose? Ripping his shirt. He doesn't do muscle. weights in the gym. Yeah, he doesn't do weight. All right, well... Maybe, Sky maybe... is good, though, isn't he? Yeah. Maybe, you know... Sky is where Adama does weights. Maybe, you know, certain Spanish doctors that also help out cyclists and tennis players and uh, some footballers. Sam and Nasri. Yeah. <laughs> One of those as well, yeah. <laughs> uh, OK, so uh, we go to Norwich next with uh, Norwich one Palace one Todd Cantwell with his sixth goal of the season. That's a joint most for an English midfielder. He's having a very good season. He is. Do you think this was the game? I think Chris Sutton said this on BT Sport Score. This was the game where they it potentially could have went what where it, it could have went in Norwich's favour and it didn't with the late goal from Wickham. And this was the game where they had to pick up three points. Well, Norwich dropped fourteen points from winning positions this season. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, um, that's going to do for them, isn't it? When they where they are in the league, they're five points adrift now. Uh, let me turn off Bilbao Atletico Madrid and I shall have a look for you. Um, Todd Campbell seems quite an interesting prospect. What He's got are you a... watching? Isn't it Sevilla versus... Oh, Sevilla versus Atletico Madrid, sorry. <laughs> it's like a load of teams in red and white stripes. 
carry on. <laughs> uh, it's all over there, isn't it? Um, Norwich on 14 <laughs> points. Don't worry about it. <laughs> exactly. They're seven points from safety. They're on 14 points. Um, so I think they're done for, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's it's a tough struggle now. Watford um, are on the upturn. Bournemouth, who have had a vile, rancid Christmas. Yeah. I think they're the two teams, Norwich and Bournemouth, that could be yeah. looking at their shoulder. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, oh, Brandon Pierrick is at 18 years and 22 days, the youngest player to play in the Premier League for Crystal, oh, Palace, Crystal Palace since Palace. 1992. I... Scott, Swindon legend... George Nadar. Oh, George Nadar. He's only on, he's only on for a little bit. Was he it? went to Wolves. That's yeah, right. he went to Wolves for like one point two million. Yeah, he was a good did, player. I was going to say, did John Bostock play in Premier League for Palace, or was that the Championship? Must have been the Championship. He was, he was sixteen. He was the next big thing. He was like he's playing in Belgium or somewhere now, isn't he? He, I think he's back in the UK at Forest. Oh, is he? Yeah, he got. Simon Jordan very upset with him. Oh no, he didn't. It was like the tribunal system, wasn't it? When Tri- he went to yeah. um, Spurs, Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. they got a shed load of money for him. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, okay, well, let's talk about Bournemouth. Then they lost four 0 to West Ham with David Moyes. Um, West Ham three 0 up at the break. Uh, a rather very sexy smashing Haller goal. That's pretty good, isn't it? I say the, that goal and Felipe Anderson's goal. That was different gravy. That was his first goal in the Premier League since April, which surprised me quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, his first goal of the season. To talk about the assist, the 60-yard rake in yes. Diag, and Felipe Anderson taking it in the stride and doing Simon Francis for pace. Yes. Um, yeah, Bournemouth are in free fall. They've got, in the last 10 games, they've got one win, one draw, eight losses. Just three shots in this game. And that's the third time this season they've had three shots in a Premier League game. Or three yeah. shots or fewer. They're, they're in free fall. They were seventh in November. Every year, I seventh. they do this yeah. though, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But they've got it. I mean, it's hard though when you get stuck into a rut like that. I mean, you know, well, that's one win, one they draw, won, eight losses. They're they, now they won at Chelsea. They won at Chelsea. Dan Gosling got the winning goal. Yeah, but <sighs> they haven't won anywhere else. <laughs> exactly, ah. that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's the eight L's next to the one W that's the problem. They beat Man United this season as well. So most teams. Most teams have, yeah. <laughs> you drew two so, to Man United the year you went down. Yeah, we did. Cantwell got sent off for a stamp. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that they're in trouble because it feels like they are, but they do this like every year. They have a dodgy couple of months and yeah. then turn it around in like March or something. And then Eddie Howe gets tipped for a a new job at Arsenal or Chelsea. Yeah. Not not gonna happen this year. He's a bit like the Emperor's New Clothes, isn't he? Well he had that spell at Burnley, didn't he, after the Bournemouth and he went back. It's like he's Some... too comfy at Bournemouth. Yeah, he? too comfortable. This this I'm not surprised this has ha- hasn't happened at Bournemouth because as as Emma said, they've they've done this probably for like the last three, three, four seasons where they have a good run. They win five or six in a row. Then they go like on a run of like winning one in nine, and yeah. then by March they scrape it all together and win like four or five on the bounce. But I think this season maybe a bit too much. They you... got Dom, they got Dom Solanke up front. He scored one goal in like 
close to 70 league games. Would either of you miss Bournemouth if they went down? Will I miss them or will he? Will you? Will you miss them from uh, the, the Premier League if they went down? Not really. Yeah. No. They've done really well. They're, just think, eight, nine years ago, they could have went out, out of business. Mm. They were so close to getting relegated from League 2. Um, minus 17. It, yeah, minus 17. And then they blitz League 2, blitz League 1, and then blitz the championship in four or five years. Yeah. They've done really well. But I think this season, with the form of some of their players, it's, it's going to be a tough ask. Yeah. Why didn't a club like West Ham or uh, Everton take a chance on getting Eddie Howe from? Do you think if he's, if he's so good and yeah, he's an Everton fan thing. as well. Yeah, it's a, I I think as Chris said, I think he may have got too comfortable at Bournemouth. Mm. Nice, nice city by the seaside. Nice weather. Place. Yeah, lovely place. Nice weather in the summer. Then they're all right with finishing mid-table, so there's mid-table. not really much yeah, I think at stake for him. With clubs like that, when they get promoted, yeah. what's their ideal objective in the first season of the Premier League? With all the TV revenue they've got, it's to stay in the Premier League. And they've mm. done that. Like you say, he's gone to Burnley. You know, He went away, went, mm, went like this, and came back again. And... Yeah, but that's Burnley, though, isn't it? Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I mean, he could go to West Ham and possibly not have to move house uh, from where yeah. he lives, but he might be out of job in 18 months. Yeah, yeah, because West Ham's basket case at the club. I think I think about West Ham when they got rid of uh, Pellegrini. Are they the English Inter Milan? Uh, Inter Pazza, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Inter Pazza. I, I actually, I would say they're more like Genoa, because Genoa have gone through... They've already gone through two coaches. I think they went through three coaches last season. They just go through coaches for fun. I was going to say also can say Palermo, but yeah, one of those three clubs. Yeah. Um, Mark Noble is the fourth highest, the fourth most successful penalty taker uh, with twenty eight or twenty six penalties in Premier League history. Jonas name the other four. Or other, Certainly other do. Who are the other three? James Milner. Letizia. <laughs> uh, no, on both counts. Oh. What? What Letizia did. Shearer. Shearer's top, 56. Letizia only missed one in his whole career. Yeah, but he might not have taken that many. <laughs> this is South. This is like relegation for the Southampton. I thought he was some sort of penalty legend. He is. Yeah. Well, he is, but how often was relegation threatened Southampton in the opposition area? A lot. <laughs> in, the, in the latter <laughs> stages of the... In Premier League years, they... Go on then, just name them. No, you James, James Milner, though, actually. James Milner has got an honorary place at the top, as he has in everything. <laughs> Shearer's top, 56. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you've got two in between, and then you've got Mark Noble. Omri? Nope. Both English. I can't play with you in midfield for England. I can't play in you in midfield for England. Gerard Lampard. Gerard Lampard, Lampard exactly. Uh, yeah, which is something that surprised me. Um, and he's had an involvement in 78 goals for West Ham, Mark Noble has. Um, 45 goals, 33 assists. That's the joint most in their club history with Paolo Di Canio. Mark Noble. And just to think, some people still don't rate him. I mean, I'll rate him, but he's like meat and potatoes, really, isn't he? Yeah, I he's... I, I think he's a really good player. Does the job well for West Ham. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, if he played for us, I'd love him. 
it's just it's just a play. It's like a man who exists rather than you know. Wow, Mark Noble, you know that sort of thing. Like Jordan Henderson. What? <laughs> Jordan Henderson's an awesome Come player. On. No, I would say up until probably about twelve months ago, you could probably say that about Jordan Henderson. You, I'd say the start of last season. Yeah, so twelve. 12, 12, 18 months ago? No, eight, 18. 18 months ago, yeah. 18 months yeah. ago. Prior to start last season, you could have yeah. said that, yes. You could have said that about Henderson because he's functional, he does a job, but this this last 18 months, he's come on leaps and bounds. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the reaction I wanted. <laughs> Get a fishing rod out. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to move to foreign land uh, as we head to uh, Spain, which uh, La Liga is back this weekend, is it, Emma? Yeah, it's already started. Oh, yes, it is. I'm uh, watching it. Yes, of course it is. Yeah, the game was just 2-2, <laughs> two, my... two, <laughs> That's right, yeah. I'm on my second game. Apparently, there's three teams playing in this second game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, right now, it's Seville, uh, Seville playing um, Bilbao Baggins, and then uh, it's... Uh, Atletico Madrid versus Levante, Getafe versus Real Madrid. Getafe's in Madrid, isn't it? Is that a derby? Yeah, it's yeah. a derby. Do Madrid see that as a derby or just Getafe? Probably more on the Getafe side, but yeah, it's still a derby. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then Espanyol playing Barcelona. Um, that's a derby. That's a derby. So how do you feel about that one then? Uh, well, they're rubbish, so I think it'll be fine. <laughs> they, <laughs> just, they just sat uh, Rage Against the Pablo Machine. They did, yeah, and they appointed Abelardo, I think. Yeah. Abelardo. Um, Abelardo. Uh, Abelardo, ex Barcelona. Oh, right, yeah. not ex Real Madrid Liverpool. No. Oh, that's Abelardo as well. Abelardo. That's, that's Alvaro Abelardo. Oh, like a load of A's and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, they're rock bottom. They're not very good. Should be fine. So, if you were born in Barcelona, um, mm-hmm. What makes you be born in Barcelona a Barcelona fan, and what makes you be born a Espanol fan? And do you spend uh, the rest of your life thinking, why on earth did my dad support Espanol, and I have to now? <laughs> well, if you ask Espanol fans, then they say that they are working class and you know salt of the earth people, whereas Barcelona fans are um, bourgeoisie, you know, middle class. I mean, I've seen your Instagram kind of stories. Thing. You do like fine dining. I do yeah. like fine dining. It's true. So, and fine weather. And they got the point. And, you know, they, there's different ends of the city as well. So it's not... Oh, okay. So which end of the city are they from? Well, now they play outside of the city. Oh, really? they built their new ground near the airport. Yeah. They've been in their new ground for a while now, haven't they? Yeah, it's like four years, I think. Because they used to play at the Olympic Stadium. Oh, okay. Which was built for the 1992 Olympics. Yep. It was way too big for them. And their new ground is also way too big for them. They never <laughs> fill it. Even Hulse. on Derby Day, they never fill it. So did it's you... called the RCD Stadium. So when you were at school, did you have any Espanol fans in your class? Yeah. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like, like we do over here, did you mock them? <laughs> no, they were there to be laughed at and taunted <laughs> until our throats were sore. 
So when would this 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 would have been uh, two thousand that sort of time two thousand. Well, I was born in nineteen eighty seven, Chris. Okay, so. great, great year, great year. <laughs> fabulous year. Okay. <laughs> so you know, nineties, late nineties, two thousands, and we weren't terribly good then either. But you weren't Espanol. <laughs> but we weren't Espanol. Yeah, which is okay. the important thing. <laughs> Fair enough. So los pericos. The what? Sorry. They're Los Pericos. What does that mean? It's a type of bird. It's what? It's a type of bird. Oh, Los Pericos. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're on 39 points, two ahead of Real Madrid, um, and then Sevilla on third in 34 points, and Atletico Madrid on 32. Um, Scott. Serie so back. Oh, Yay. Inter yeah, and back. Juventus are both top on 42 points, uh, Lazio 36 and Roma 35. So you are at home to Torino. Torino, uh, Sunday night. Uh, the games are spread over two days because it's the Epiphany holiday in Italy, which is on the 6th. Right. So, yeah, just like here in Spain. Yeah, so they, used get, they used to do all the games on a Monday. So if you've got that day off work and have a, a Premier Sports subscription, <laughs> okay? Your quid's in because there's about four or five games on. There's some actual really good games this weekend in Serie A. Yeah, um, Napoli Inter as well. Napoli Inter Monday night. That's definitely one to watch. Um, you've got uh, Brescia Lazio on yeah. um, Sunday morning. And you've got Juve Calori, um, Roma Torino. Uh, Roma Torino, yeah. And you've got Genoa Sassuolo could be interesting because Genoa are on their third coach of the season. <laughs> Brilliant. Sassuolo and Sassuolo play some really attractive football and were quite unlucky against Napoli before the, the winter break but um, the return of Slatan on um, Monday yeah I was going to ask you about that that's like scraping the barrel is it um, this is 38 year old Zlatan isn't it that I think they they reckon he can still do a job for them they, they bought they bought Christoph Piontek uh, 35 million euros last January mm. and he was scoring goals for fun for Genoa and Milan last season. Yes, and this season he's done nothing. Why is that then? They're not supplying him, so it's not his fault. He's just not getting the service. He's he's had a shocker, and the supporting acts around him are not firing. Milan's best player has been Teo Hernandez at left back. They spent twenty million on him. Okay, yeah, it's um. Is there any talk of Katrina coming back on There's rumours of him going to someone else in Italy, but not mean that. Okay. Yes, I saw the you... things about him going somewhere else, yeah. Yeah, I think... Oh, I can't remember where it was. Like Udinese but... or someone like that. Yeah. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he may return back to Italy. I probably... You know I said about Moise Kane? I think he'll stay at Everton and won't go back to Italy. I think so. Now Ancelotti's there. Yeah, now Ancelotti's in charge. But yeah, um, if you get a chance to watch the Monday night game, yeah. that's going to be an absolute stormer. Okay, I'll do that. Do you think Zlatan went back to Milan because China put the salary cap on? Oh, that's a good question. Is it thir- What's the salary cap now? Is it, oh, is it three million a year? Yeah, it's something that would be unacceptable to him. Yeah, and acceptable to us three. <laughs> yeah, taking a hobby. Where do we yeah. sign? Yeah, where do? Um, well, he said he had more offers now than he did not so long ago. So really? I wouldn't. 
put that past him. Yeah, with Slatan, you know what he's like. Well, he's not going to say I had none. <laughs> this is my yeah. only offer. <laughs> this this is my only offer. I'm going to Milan. That's it. it it's for me. It's a low risk move because it's only six months. It could work out either way. If it does, he can get a twelve month extension. If not, they just whip up his contract and say, "See ya." Okay. He's um, more trouble than he's worth. Sorry. He's more trouble than he's worth. Yeah. Mm. I've never been on the Zlatan bus. That one passed me by. He played for my club, and I no, not a fan. Have you read his book? No, I hate him. <laughs> Why am I going to read his book? <laughs> it's just his comments about it's just his comments about Pep and about Barcelona at the time. You know, he was told not to turn up in a Ferrari and all these Lamborghini, whatever it was. Um, I think it was Zavi told him not to. You're supposed to turn up in a sort of humble car. All that. Yeah, for so Fiesta. Fiesta. Volkswagen. Strict rules. <laughs> There's no mobile phones in the training room. There's, you know, you get fined if you're a minute late on a sliding scale. Mm. He has pretty tough rules, which I imagine Zlatan did not enjoy. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, in France, PSG are topped by uh, seven points ahead of Marseille and then Rennes on 33 points in third. So uh, a couple of good games this weekend. It is Rennes versus Marseille, so that's second versus third. And PSG versus Monaco on Sunday night. Um, Portugal with your Premier Sports, Scott. Yeah, um, just some sad news come out of France. Um, Gengom striker sadly passed away today after a car crash. Oh. It's only 2023. Oh, I have his name. Just bear with me. Uh, Nathaniel Ju- Julian, 23. Gengom striker sadly no longer with us after a car crash. That's very sad. Um, yes, uh, Sporting versus Porto. Tasty. Yes, that's on yeah. Sunday, I think, which is on telly. Um Benfica on 39 points, then Porto 35 and Sporting 26. Or Sporting that far behind. They normally are, aren't they? Yeah. This is the one where you get people who actually Sporting Club of Lisbon. Yeah, Sporting <laughs> Club of Portugal. Yeah. Ponces. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think that's on uh, Premier Sports, isn't it, this weekend? Uh, I think it may be on Free Sports, yeah. I did see that advertised. Uh, in Greece, it's the Derby of Eternal Enemies. What a cool that's name. A great name. Yeah, this is Olympiakos versus Panathinaikos. Um, going to be tasty. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be uh, pyrotastic. Uh, and in the A-League, um, it is Sydney FC top on 28 points, Melbourne City second on 22. Melbourne City beat Western United 3-2, uh, with, despite having 10 men. Um, they beat them this morning. And um, I don't know if either of you saw this on social media, but uh, there's smoke drifting into the stadium uh, from the fires. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask if they were actually allowed to have these games because there was a tennis tournament to be played in Canberra and they had to move it to somewhere else, Brisbane, I think, because yeah, of the air quality. They've yeah. also got Big Bash cricket tournament and that's one of the games in Sydney just before Christmas was had to be stopped because smoke was coming into the stadium and you could see visibly it coming through and they had to abandon the match. Oh, okay. But it's not a problem. It's not no. climate change it's not or climate anything. Change, it's no. No. Uh, Nick Kyrgios has decided he's going to donate $200 for every ace he serves this year to any fire fund, doesn't he? Yeah, look at him trying to capture <laughs> to give himself a bit of a uh, goodwill profile. I like Nick Kyrgios. Really? Yeah. Why? Do you, oh, do you know what? I read an article once, and the article was entitled, As Somebody Asked Nick Kyrgios If He's Okay. And I think there is a bit of that. I think there's... 
is he okay? Is, you know, has anybody taken the trouble to ask him why he's this angry person? I thought that for a long time, and then I met someone who is a coach and just says that he's a complete dick. So okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of changed my opinion. He's just a dick. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're flying out to Australia next week, aren't you? Yeah, I'll be on a flight this time next week. I'm sure there's Wi-Fi on the plane. You can Skype in. <laughs> I'll try, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're going to be making your, you're going to Melbourne, aren't you? Yes. So you've got the choice of three teams to go see. Air quality, you know, if the air quality is good. It'll be fine so by then. Why not? It'll be gone by then. So victory. <laughs> City and City. Western United. Western, yeah. Uh, Which one? Is Robbie Fowler one of those? He's a Brisbane Raw. Uh, I would suggest close. of all of those, you go see uh, Western United because you get to see the legend that is Bessart Barisha, who's just okay. been named A-League Player of the Decade. Is he possible? Well, funny you should mention this. What, Swiss? Swiss <laughs> no, he was um, born in Germany. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, he was born in Kosovo, sorry, um, and uh, brought up in Germany. I think his parents fled uh, when things got worse. He was brought up in Germany, uh, played football in the Bundesliga, and I think he had a season, weirdly, at a lower league club in this country, like West Brom or something like that. Uh, and then he's gone out to Australia. So for years he played for, I think it was Albania he played for, for his national team. Uh, and he said, it's my dream to play for Kosovo. I've always wanted to play for Kosovo, blah, 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 blah. Um, finally got a go of playing with Kosovo, played one game, fell out of the coach, and has gained Australian citizenship. So he might even be playing for Australia, but he's about 36 now, so he's probably missed about Burn, Burnley is the club, and he was at Hamburg. Yes, but he is absolutely fascinating character. Brilliant, and he's got one of the shortest fuses in football. So I'd recommend you go see him while you get the chance. I will if I can. Yes. Uh, okay, bits and bobs of news. Jack Rudwell has gone to Sheffield United. <laughs> um... and, and you mocked me when he was linked to Roma. Did I? When was he linked to yeah, Roma? Yeah, he, he was linked to Roma when Roma had that midfield crisis. Oh, okay. When about four, four of their centre midfielders were out injured. I think you slid into my DMs. <laughs> Did I? What are you doing to Jack Rudwell? I said, we need cover. <laughs> it may not happen. Don't worry. What's it like having a married man slide into DMs? Uh, <laughs> don't, don't worry. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to get two different perspectives here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Pictorial evidence. No, you just asked me, you just asked me, do you fancy doing the pod? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, good man. Yeah. Um, someone did suggest that maybe they saw West Sheffield United sort of training in Stanley, in Stanley Park. Uh, yeah, with the dog. Yeah, with the dog. So the maybe dog. he was take. Maybe that was his dog. He was taking for a walk or something. <laughs> that dog had the best time in his life. <laughs> uh, Bobby Madley's been in the news this week. Yeah, I felt sorry for him. That's proper shit housery from the yeah. close friends. Who needs friends like that or enemies when you got friends like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we wish him all the very best. Uh, Scott, do you wish all the very best to Adrian Durham? The less we talk about him, the better. But you specifically said you wanted to talk about him, so <laughs> Yeah. Did you see what I did you see what I sent you? Did you read Yes, I did read that at the time actually. So yeah, brought back memory uh, sort of jogged my memory when I saw it. So go on, you explain it to Emma who might not have seen this. So Adrian Durham, Durham works at Talksport. He is what would you say, a hype machine? 
He's an absolute rented crook. If you imagine Alex Jones as a uh, sports uh, commentator. No, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So he does he does a, he does a show on Talk Sport where it's like a phone in show with Darren Goff, but Darren Goff is an ex England cricketer. He's actually doing work for Talk Sport in South Africa at the moment. Where they, they pick us a, a topic what, every day and it gets people riled up to, to disagree or agree with him. And he, that, he put out a tweet said, this is my Scottish team of the decade. And this ex-Queen uh, of the South player piped up and pretty much done him, <laughs> done him, didn't he, basically? It was about Andy Robertson or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, something about why have you put Andy Robertson in the team? That, to be honest, there's a few questionable choices. Put Chris Boyd in his team of the decade. What? <laughs> and, and, uh, and Virgil van Dijk. And some others. Van Dyke hasn't been playing in Scotland for about six years. Yeah. I think he's basically just Googled a lot of stuff, hadn't he? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair to Andy Robertson, he was there till 2014. But whether he was one of the players of the decade? Uh, no, he was what? He was struggling for... He's even tweeted it out and said it in interviews. I was struggling for a living at Queen of the South. Then he got his move to Dundee. He was working got... in the supermarkets still, wasn't he? While Supermarket, playing, for... playing for Queen of the South... Uh, uh, probably in front of crowds of probably about six, seven hundred on a weekly basis. Then he got his move to Dundee, then got his move to Hull, then got his dream move to Liverpool. Yeah. He's put, so he's put Morelos in his team in a decade. Is this like the, yeah. the sports equivalent of Fox News? Uh, not quite. <laughs> it, I mean, it has angry people that probably share the same views as many people that watch Fox News <laughs> ring up and rant and shout. But he took this guy, this guy took him to task, didn't he? And oh, he, he ruined him. He basically uh, just, he won Twitter in 2020 so far. <laughs> <laughs> and we're only three days, three and a bit days in. It's yeah. just, uh, it's, and then Durham's come out and said, oh, he's been xenophobe. He's, he's been a twat. No, you've just got owned. Be a man, pull your man trousers up and take it like a man. Man trousers? <laughs> man trousers. I was going to say big boy pants, big you, boy pants. You'll be saying that in the desert soon. That's your fifth joke. <laughs> and they're not getting old. Uh, yeah. Barnes have been charged for um, sectarian chanting at James McLean in November. Uh, Huddersfield had to put a Tano announcement out on Wednesday. Um yeah. They'll get done. The video, there's a video that's gone out. Yeah, I saw that today. Does I mean? You, is this you, the poppy wearing thing? This is the poppy wearing guy. Well, the November one was about the poppy Sorry, wearing. Sorry, non poppy wearing yeah. guy. Yeah. Um. The, uh, yeah. He he gets it an awful lot. Um. Hugh McKenna, who's an Irish journalist, uh, said this doesn't get called out as much as it should. If James McLean was getting yeah, abused for being black, then you know what, what, what's the difference? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. He's definitely got a point, hasn't he? Yes. He's hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Uh, and what is it? It's third round. It's my favourite weekend of the season this weekend. FA Cup third round. Third round FA Cup. Yeah. It does, doesn't matter if your team's not in it. No. Well, which of course yours isn't. Because <laughs> no, we lost We lost the replay. You're at home to Bradford. Yes, the Owen Doyle Derby. The Owen Doyle Derby. Oh, right. Okay. So will he celebrate yeah. if he scores? He's not allowed to play. Oh, he's suspended, is he? No, oh, the loan. Oh, sorry. He's on loan. Yeah, so he oh, can't play. Sorry. Okay. The best, the best striker in Europe at the moment. Are you likely to buy him at the end of this loan period? Uh, we'll find out in the next couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. There's rumours of a, a recall. We scored 
22 or 23 goals this season in 24 games. He scored in 12 games in a row, and it was Swindon's first goal scorer in nine of those. I know it's funny, but if you're his parent club and that's his form in the league that you're also playing in, why wouldn't you call him back? Yeah, just to be shithousery. But talk about the FA Cup, that's more important. Go on then, it's the FA Cup this weekend. So some of the ties I've mentioned are, um, not mentioned, but going to mention, uh, Rochdale, Newcastle, Fulham, Aston Villa, um, Preston versus Norwich. These are sort of three fixtures where I can sort of see cup sets. Yeah. Come in. Uh, Arsenal versus Leeds. Um, it's 10 years today since the Jermaine Beckford goal at Old Trafford. Um can possibly see something there. I would say, uh, I think I, probably up to a couple of weeks ago, I would have said something. Yeah. Leeds form in the Championship has been a bit up and down. They, yeah. they, they did 5-4 at Birmingham the other day. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Mental game. And then they drew at West Brom. West Brom... <laughs> Of uh, had them in the league, but mm. Leeds could do something at Arsenal. Uh, like I said to you off pod, it depends what side Arteta puts out. Yeah, and of course, same for Liverpool versus Everton as well. Yes, that's what we were talking about off pod, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, what sort of team will Jurgen put out? Each of these fixtures kick off at one minute past uh, the hour or the half hour to take into account sort of mental health um, yeah. weekend. I don't know where the one comes from. Do you know? No, no. I've read about that earlier. Oh, got they're on. playing a video. Um, by one of the royals, Prince William or Harry, which is about mental health awareness. Okay. I read about that. See, I did some research. <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, other fixtures are uh, Leicester are home to Wigan. Uh, Wolves play Manchester United, Manchester City, who, I don't know if it's me or not, but Manchester City seem consistently to get incredibly easy ties, as do Chelsea. Manchester City are home to Port Vale. Um, just trying to find where Chelsea are they on Sunday Chelsea home to Nottingham Forest I know Forest are alright but they seem to always get easy home games against lower league clubs don't they yeah what was it last season Rotherham in the third round they beat them 7-0 and they, poor old Burton 9-0 yeah. just a few days later in the Carabao Cup um, I think Man City will take this seriously Do you, I reckon he'll put his strongest side out. How do you think? I think he probably has to. Yeah, he has to, yeah, to make a point. Yes, I very much think you're right. Um, Gillingham West Ham, that's going to be a local derby of sorts, isn't it? Mm. That could be quite a tasty game as well, couldn't it? Yeah. Is it at Priestfield? Yes. That's not a very nice ground to go to. <laughs> I was going to say, I put this in the WhatsApp group today because Greg and Tom were there uh, watching Portsmouth. It's, it it looks a horrible, horrible yeah. away end. It's a golf stand. Yes. Yeah, it's got no covering at all to it, Emma. So it's basically like an open stand. And if you watch the highlights, nobody in the away end is looking very happy to be there at all. <laughs> You're segregated to be at the top of the away end. Yeah. Oh. It's not nice. No. Uh, it's a bit, a bit unpleasant for West Ham because do you know who Jim's manager is? Steve Evans. Steve, yeah. Steve Evans versus David Moyes. It's like a, a sort of angry Scotsman off, isn't it? Scotsman, yeah. <laughs> Um, what else have we got? Sheffield United playing Fylde. That's up north, isn't it? That's uh, Yorkshire. Is that a real place? Yes. Yeah. I don't know where it is. They, I think it's Yorkshire, isn't it? Or that, that, that way? I think it's Manchester. They got they lost in the playoffs last season, AFC Fylde, Salford. Oh, it was only just with penalties, wasn't it? 
Uh, I think Salford may have beaten two 0 I'm not too. It's one of them. I thought Salford beat somebody in a play, in a uh, penalty shootout. Maybe I'm wrong. It might have been the semis. They might. I think they beat all the shot. Memory serves me. Okay. Right. Could be. But uh... yeah, Sheffield United, as we said, probably repeating myself for like the third or fourth time in the last <laughs> five minutes. You might see. An understrength Sheffield United team. I don't see why. They're not going to get relegated, are they? No, but he probably They're wants probably to not give... going to win the cup either. Yeah, he probably wants to give some of his fringe members of the team some minutes, like Ravel Morrison, maybe Jack Rodwell. God, what a bloody team that is. <laughs> maybe David McGoldrick, who actually has he... played really well this season for Sheffield United, but cannot score. I did tweet last night that this was going to be the game his Liverpool's with the game that he was scoring. <laughs> Um, what else got? Middlesbrough at home to Tottenham, um, and Crystal Palace versus a now Wayne Rooney included Derby, who won last night against Barnsley, beating two one. I think Rooney got an yeah. assist. Uh, the players haven't been paid. Is oh, have read that yesterday? Oh, and okay. That's by thirty two red. Yes, he's got his squad number chosen by them as well. That's looking yeah. a bit. Oh, that's not good, is, is it? Is that is that legal? Well, presumably. Stoke were sponsored by Bet365 and their stadium is also called the Bet365 Stadium. Yeah. So their name is... I guess it's slightly different than, you know, paying for a player and picking his shirt Squad. number and, yeah. Mm. Doesn't sound good, does it? Doesn't things, seem great. No, things at Derby have not gone swimmingly this season under Koku. You've had the, the off-the-field problems with the, the drunk driving incident, haven't you? And yeah. him getting sacked... Yeah, and players getting sacked, and now this Rooney debacle with his wages and stuff like that, and the gambling company, and now with here the players not being paid, it's not looking good. Doesn't Rooney have a gambling history? Yeah, he's got a, he had a gambling problem. Yeah, it can only work out well, can't it? Fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Um, has anyone got any other business? Otherwise, that brings us to the end of this week's pod. No, I can't think of anything. Uh, Emma? No, I can think of. Cool. Okay, right. Uh, we are at Man on the Post. Um, we've been previewing some games here, which presumably uh, Chris and Dave will be back to talk about on Sunday night. Um, there is an Unusual Efforts podcast out as well this week, so make sure you check that out. You can find us on iTunes, ACAS, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, you can download, subscribe, follow, and they'll all fall automatically into your inbox. We are at Man of the Post on Twitter, and we are at Man of the Post on Instagram. You can follow us on, or like us on Facebook. Uh, Scott, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Uh, at Scott underscore Munro. Okay, Emma, you're on Twitter, are you? Well, you can follow me on Instagram if you want to see pictures of food. Lots of pictures of food. Lots, Lots of pictures Lots. of food. Okay, yeah. so you can... Cakes and markets. <laughs> exactly. That's just, that's just my bio, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cakes and markets. Exactly. Uh, okay, so you can follow all those. Um, guys, thank you ever how, so much. How about, how about yourself, Chris, if they want to uh, they want to follow you and see... <laughs> well, they what should, obviously. They should. They should follow you uh, on football and the world. Football and the world? Just football. At C. Etchingham 77 uh, is myself. Uh, guys, thank you ever so much for joining us. Pleasure. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, and always remember to keep your man on the post.